Well, good morning, everybody. And if you don't know, because it's been that long, my name's Simon Harris. I'm one of the ministers here. And uh, uh, it's good to be together this morning. The plan is this. Uh, we want all our children's workers and youth team workers and so on to down tools during August and to refresh themselves with physically and spiritually. So uh, today, or we'll all stay in together. If uh, you're getting stressed out by that, there are de-stressors at the back of the church, aimed primarily at young people, as in children, little people. Uh, but you as an adult, if you want to rattle something because you're that frustrated, then you go ahead and rattle something at the back, and there'll be someone to uh, be with you there. So parents, you can use the back and still here and see what's going on, uh, if that's helpful to you. That's this week, and then in a fortnight's time, we'll do the same again, all here in church for an all-age service for about an hour uh, in length. And then the following Sunday, the first Sunday in September, uh, we'll start on our story, pick up our story theme again, looking at uh, the New Testament, part of the story. Well, two people interested in that, that'll be great. Uh, so we'll start that at the beginning of September, and that'll take us right through to Christmas. 135 days to Christmas, everybody. No? Don't say I didn't warn you, it's coming, faster than you think. Don't be caught off guard. We're going to sing, Oh, come all ye faithful. Heart the held angels sing just at the end. No, okay, so that's, uh, so we're going to go right through. We're going to, uh, the old, the, the New Testament ending up at Revelation as we cruise into, uh, uh, Christmas and then something new for the beginning of next year. Which brings us, uh, neatly to next week, which will be a little bit different. This week is about getting ready for next week because next week we're going to do what we did, uh, around this time last year. Uh, and that is we're going to go out uh, onto the streets as part of our time here on Sunday morning to prayer walk the area around where these buildings are. There's this verse in Jeremiah that has uh, consistently challenged me that links the blessing of God's people, and I'd like God's blessing, wouldn't you? that links the blessing of God's people to the way the people beyond the borders of God's community are blessed. So this verse in, in Jeremiah, uh, which is probably a little hard to read on a, I'm sorry, seek the peace and prosperity of the city, of the town to which I have placed you, to which I have carried you. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. So there is a sense in which in God's economy, he's interested in not just the church, the people of God prospering, but the whole of the community, people beyond our borders of faith. And rather scarily, Jeremiah links these two things together. Pray for the people beyond your community, because their prosperity is linked with your own blessing. And secondly from this verse that I just want us to have in the back of our minds uh, as we think about getting ready for next Sunday is this idea that Jeremiah is drawing out that the people of God were where he had placed them for a purpose. And God has placed you in all kinds of different situations for a purpose. True or false? True. And that's also true, I'm sure, for, uh, for, for placing us as a community, although we might not physically be here in terms of living here, but placing our, our, our orbit of life as it is at the moment in this locality. 
So we're going to prayer walk around this community uh, where God's placed us. Uh, just so you feel comfortable about next week and you can warn people that uh, aren't here today. 10.45, that's the time we start. We'll begin as normal. And then at about 11 o'clock, we'll all go out uh, onto uh, the streets. And I'll show you a map a little bit later on. Give you some idea of where you might choose uh, to go. Children, uh, you're with your parents. Parents, they're your responsibility as we go out of the building. Uh, young people, parents, they're your responsibility. But they can obviously uh, do what you allow them to do. Uh, as we go out into this locality uh, and just lift up the house the businesses, the people to God in prayer. So we'll do that at about 11, then we'll come back at about 11.40 and uh, uh, just reflect on on what we've uh, prayed about, perhaps reflect on what we feel God has said to us and uh, conclude our worship together as we normally do with coffee, which is a compulsory part of the liturgy. So there we go, no children's streams next week and uh, if you can't get out, because you're physically unable to get out, uh, walking is difficult, you're not mobile, you may choose just to go down London Road, 100 yards, that would be worth doing next Sunday morning, uh, because you probably just come in the car and you never see it, go down London Road, go down Burlington Road, but if you can't go anywhere, that's absolutely fine, then we'll lead a time of prayer here in church as well, whilst the rest of us are going out. So, that's the plan, okay, so far? Uh, And why are we going to do it? Very quickly, a few reasons why. Uh, We're going to do it because it is uh, a spiritual battle. Uh, And I don't know what you've been reflecting uh, on over this last week when you've been seeing the the news. Uh, We've been away, so uh, haven't been caught up in it in the way that some of you might have in terms of the, the, the media and so on. But what's going on in our world It's not a physical thing in the end, is it? I don't think. The restlessness that expresses itself in numerous ways has at its root a spiritual disconnection. Uh, and, And that's what the Bible story has been all about, about a people that have found themselves disconnected from God, right through the Old Testament and the New Testament, disconnected from God. And therefore feeling restless, trying to fill that restlessness with all kinds of things that in the end do not fill, do not meet us where we need to be met. And so that restlessness continues. It's a spiritual battle. And so we fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons. And the Bible says the greatest spiritual thing that you can do is to pray. And so that's what we'll do, very simply, next Sunday, is that we will choose to pray for the people of this community. And in praying for the people of this community, we'll be asking God to do something spiritual for them, amongst all other things. Because prayer is that number one weapon. Do you know the story? Uh, uh, in the, the New Testament when uh, the people of God are up against some tough times, some persecution, and uh, Peter, one of their heroes, is in prison, and we find the church doing what? Praying. What does it say? What does the word say? King James, if you like. What's the description of their praying? Earnestly. 
earnestly. Peter is locked in prison, and the church is says, earnestly praying for his release. And that's what they did. And uh, you will know, uh, no doubt, how the story ended up. Because at the end of the day, behind all the physical things that we see, is a spiritual reality that in the end requires a spiritual answer. So that's why we're going to get up out of our pews, so to speak, uh, and get out onto the streets in order to recognize something that's going on in the spiritual realm. Now, you might say, as I might say, why can't we just pray here? Well, a number of reasons for us just to kind of have in the back of our minds. Why make the effort of going out? Because after all, you've got your pew. You paid for that, didn't you? Is that how it works? Put your name on it. Lock the door when you get in. But why go out? Well, I want us to think about the dynamic of what happens when we see things. When I see something, when I see something, it does something for me. When I see, remember that we talked a few weeks ago, didn't we, about the Good Samaritan and the way the, 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 the people that didn't want to see, they passed by the, 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 the man who'd been robbed on the other side, it says. Because you don't want to see. But seeing does something for us. Seeing helps us make connections. And so I'm helped enormously in my praying by what I see. It's hard to pray for somebody the other side of the world that we know little about. It's much easier to pray for things that we can see, almost touch and and feel. And so something of next week is about getting out so that we can begin to see something of what's going on uh, uh, around us. The other thing about getting out and walking is that it's good exercise. Uh, So I'm thinking of all the side benefits here for you. So... Uh, good at, but also, what happens when you, when you walk somewhere? You spot and you see the things you wouldn't have otherwise seen. There are certain routes around our home where I walk and, and things still take me by surprise. And I've walked past this house for 12 years, 13 years, however long it might be in this particular house. Uh, and you think, I never saw that on that wall before. Uh, And what we're asking God to to help us with next week is to get out and just to see some things. Just to see some stuff. And you know the truth? This community is no different to yours, is it? There's some fantastically good things going on around here in this community. And there are some not-so-good things. Uh, And if, if you think that only good things happen in your community, you haven't walked your community very much. We're all the same. And we're asking God to show us good things that we can pray God's blessing on. We're asking God to show us uh, perhaps some not-so-good things that we can pray for and pray into. So getting out opens our eyes and it helps us make the connection. Uh, And the third reason I want us to go outside next week is that we have a desperate need, and we talk about this all the time, don't we? We have a desperate need to see people come through the doors. The people that we need to see come through the doors actually is you and I going out rather than other people coming in. Because in the end, Jesus said the church will be all that it should be when it goes. 
And it's just a very gentle, subtle reminder that actually the real action in the end will be out there and not in here. The real action, as we've seen this week, didn't happen behind closed doors, unfortunately, but very publicly and openly. It was in the streets and in the marketplace where Jesus met people and connected with people. And so we're going to go outside next week, just as a little gentle reminder that it really happens out there and not in here. We're going to watch a very short video that was shot um, just a couple of days ago. Uh, Pete Gregg is the, I don't know, the, the founder of 24-7 prayer, or the prayer rooms and, uh, and all of that stuff. Uh, and he went to some of the streets of London. Uh, this is a few days old now, so uh, one of the mornings after the rites, and was just reflecting uh, on how and what we can pray. Uh, uh, and uh, it just seems a helpful moment to watch it together. Hi, there were headlines all around the world today are reporting that London's burning and certainly there's been rioting for the last three nights consecutive here in the capital, spread to two other cities, ten different locations here in London, hundreds arrested, people losing everything. The top two Twitter trends in the world are Pray for London at number one right now and riot cleanup number two and that's what we want to do we want to respond practically uh, by cleaning up hundreds of people around here with brushes getting ready to go and clean up here in Battersea uh, where there was uh, an incident last night the police are clearing up the forensics right now and as well as responding practically we want to respond prayerfully and if you're wondering how do I do that can I just give you three practical suggestions One, you can pray for the people who are affected. There are people, shopkeepers, who've lost everything. There are uh, people who are frightened, people who suddenly uh, have relatives in jail. Please pray for the people affected. Secondly, please will you pray for the police, the emergency services, and for our politicians. They're working 20-hour shifts, many of the policemen. There's going to be 16,000 out on the streets tonight. The Prime Minister is coming back early from his holidays. Parliament is going to be recalled on Thursday. And 1 Timothy 2.1 says, first of all, we should pray for our leaders that all may go quietly and peacefully for us. So we need to pray. Thirdly and finally, please, as well as praying for the people affected, as well as praying for the police, would you please pray for pastors who are caring for people on the ground in all these locations, day in, day out, long after the emergency services have gone, long after the camera crews have gone, they are still marrying people, caring for people, helping people. This is an opportunity. London may be burning, but we believe God is yearning for a generation who are at the moment just angry and greedy and want to know what life's all about please join us in praying thanks a lot let's do that now shall we let's pray father we recognize the the madness that we've seen we recognize the intensity of emotion with which people have felt aggrieved or angry. We recognize the senselessness, the purposelessness of people's feelings about their own lives and the lives of their communities. 
And maybe the word the Bible uses just sums up that sense of lostness that people feel. And so we pray. We pray for people who have the enormous challenge of policing and governing our country at difficult times. And whilst it is so easy for us to judge and to criticize, we would not want to be in their shoes. So we pray for them wisdom and courage and peace. We pray that they would govern wisely and with righteousness. And we pray that the police would police humanely with justice and mercy. And we pray, Lord God, that out of the depths of despair that people have felt, both because they have been perpetrators and or victims, that out of that sense of lostness, people's searching would increase. And in their searching, we ask that people might find you. As Pete Gregg reminded us, we pray for for not just pastors, but churches that are caught up in these areas, that are ministering to people in the midst of this situation. And we ask that out of this physical poverty, people will discover a spiritual reality, a spiritual richness that will give their lives new perspective, but more so would be transforming for them. We pray. So we think of the scenes that we've seen and the voices that we've heard and the news that we have listened to. And as those images flash in our minds, we lift this whole situation to you. We pray, Lord God, that your church in this country would rise up to a new day, a new time. A new season of effectiveness, of fruitfulness, that many would come into your kingdom, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Karen. It's a fantastic moment way back in the story when God begins to fulfill his promise to Abraham in terms of the land and invites him to look and to see, which is what we'll be about next week, uh, to walk the land, which is also what we'll be about next week. Because there is a sense in which the promise of the Bible is that God's kingdom comes to every place and to every people. Uh, And we're surrounded in Ipswich, uh, in this area, uh, with people from many nations, many parts of the world. And there's a sense in which God is calling people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and language to him. Uh, And this idea of opening our eyes and looking and seeing the kind of reach that God's kingdom is intended to have. So how will we do that? Well, just a, a few things to be thinking about uh, through this week in preparation for next Sunday. Uh, we're going to do it quietly and unobtrusively. 
You know the March for Jesus days, when we kind of celebrated having a huge number of people in one place and causing town centres to grind to a halt because there were so many Christians marching and angering every motorist going about their Saturday business. Remember those days? Well, we're not going to have a go at that this time. Uh, that has that place. March for Jesus was a great thing. Uh, and this is different. This is not like carol singing when we want to make a big noise, okay? This is going to be quiet and unobtrusive. Go round in twos or threes with your family. Don't go round in tens, twenties, or thirties. Or you'll be rioting or something like last week. Okay, so understand the style, the approach. This is not proclamation. This is about praying quietly uh, together. Uh, And as you go about quietly and unobtrusively uh, in twos or threes or in your families, I want you to think about praying peace on those people, on those houses, uh, and on those businesses that you will come into contact with. That's not hard, is it? God's peace, God's shalom, is the fullness of his presence and his kingdom. What better thing can you pray for anybody than for God's shalom, God's fullness to come to their household, to their business, to their relationships, to whatever it might be. So we're going to go quietly, unobtrusively, uh, praying God's peace. And I want to invite you, uh, as you do that, as you simply walk uh, some of the streets around this neighborhood, to listen to what God is saying to you. This is about you as much as it is about this community because God wants us as his people to make connections with him and with others. What's God saying to you through what you see, through what you experience, through what's going on, through what you pray together in your uh, group? So the challenge is to to listen to what God is saying and we're going to spread out over three areas. If you can walk well, then go to the furthest area, which is the area north of, you can hardly see the red on my pointer, to the north of Norwich Road. So Norwich Road, where are we? Up there. Anglesey Road around the top, back down Burner Street. If you're a walker, you might want to head in that direction. If you don't know whether you're a walker, ask someone whether they think you're a walker. And they'll tell you. Uh, then a medium-sized walk will take you with the, in this middle triangle, you can hardly see it, uh, down here, Bramford Road, uh, up into Wellington Street, to Beaufort Street, uh, and down maybe uh, Prospect Road and, and Surrey Road and so on. This, keeping this side of uh, 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 London Road, the other side of London Road from where the church is. Uh, and then if, if you, you're not sure about how far to walk, uh, or whether you can get very far, or whether you'll even get back, okay, we'll give you the church number, uh, uh, then, then take the bottom bottom bit beneath London Road, sort of south of London Road, uh, Hanford Road, Burlington Road, Dalton Road, Emlyn Street, and uh, so on. Uh, uh, as I said earlier on, children uh, will go with their parents, and uh, we've created, like we did last time, a route for children, uh, young children with their families to go, where there'll be things to do along the way. How exciting is that? If uh, you're not sure, as an adult, you can do the praying thing, then do the, do the kids thing. And there's things to pray for uh, along the way. Now, we've got various sheets that take us in different directions, so we're not all following each other around. 
so we'll have those next week. As well as a map, we'll give you uh, with space for you to write. Come with a pen next Sunday morning. We'll have our own, but bring one with you. So you can just jot down some of the things that you want to see, that you've seen, some of the things you want to remember to pray about, some of the things you feel God's saying to you, and then you can keep that and take that home with you next time. So uh, we'll have a family route, but other than that, We'll want to organise it. Just go where you sense you want to go. Uh, Eyes open, ears open, see, listen and pray. You may want to pray as you're walking. You may want to stop at the end of a street and pray. Uh, This is quiet and unobtrusive again. You know, I, I know what you're like for your loud, raucous, charismatic praying. None of that outside, yeah? You know, keep a lid on it like you do in here. Yeah? So all civilized and stuff. Don't want a bunch of weirdos from the Baptist church out there. Pray as you're walking. Pray at the end of the street. Sit on somebody's wall. If a man pushes the window back and goes, ooh, because you're sitting on his wall, move on. Don't stay there because it's your right to sit on a public wall. Just move on. And uh, we'll be a blessing to uh, the neighbor. Then we'll come back. uh, And this is the important part. Just think about something God might have said. Something that God's impressed upon you, something that you will take away and continue to pray for that you can share when we all come back uh, together. Now, what will we pray for? Well, the first thing is that piece that we talked about just some moments ago. That's the simplest thing to pray, isn't it? You think, I've got no idea what to pray. Pray God's blessing, God's peace. In a moment after we've sung, I'm going to give you an outline of, uh, from the Lord's Prayer of something that you could pray, four, four points, uh, just to give you ideas of, of things that you can pray for. Or thirdly, just be open to how God's Spirit leads you to pray. Okay, so it's not difficult, it's not meant to be complicated, there isn't a right or a wrong, this is about us getting out, connecting with God in a different context to the one that we normally do sitting in the pew. We're going to sing together about God's love that goes uh, around the world, across the lands, God's love that came from heaven and goes to all places. You're the word of God, the Father. Let's stand together. So, we're praying peace. That was the first thing. The easiest thing, God's richest, God's shalom, and so on. These are these four things, though, from the Lord's Prayer that might just be useful to you as a peg. I'll stick them on the blog or or something so you can uh, catch up with them again this week. Pray for God's glory. God's glory. The Bible says that God's glory one day will fill the whole of the earth. We pray for for that in faith. Pray for God's kingdom to come. Sometimes I find it really helpful in situations when I don't know what to pray, either because I know the situation and it's too complicated to understand what I might want to pray for, or I don't really know the situation, then I pray this prayer, Lord, your kingdom come. What does it mean for the rule and reign of God to come into this situation? That's always a good thing, isn't it, God's rule and reign? So you can't go far wrong with that. Lord, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And then pray for God's reconciliation. You can bet your bottom dollar that in almost every house, because it's true in your neighborhood as well, there are some tough relational things going on. Have you ever known that in a household? You know, your neighbors, could be your house, my house, tough relational things going on. 
to pray for forgiveness, for reconciliation, for peace between parents and children, fathers and mothers and husbands and wives and brothers and sisters and friends and and community. Pray for God's reconciliation. Forgive us as we forgive others and pray for God's release. Lord, would you help people? Would you help people in this community to walk away from what would tempt them, what would ensnare them, and to walk towards life? And then finally, as I said, you can pray as the Spirit uh, leads.